Do you want us to keep producing the best VCU men's basketball podcast out there? If so, there's a way you can help. If you enjoy this show, please consider donating to help us pay for the cost of making it available. You can do so by using the PayPal link in the description of the podcast or on social media sites where we post it. Even a small donation would help. Thanks in advance, and go Rams! Welcome to Rams Rewind, a podcast that looks back at all of the action from VCU men's basketball. After each game, our host George Templeton talks live on Facebook with Ram fans and gives his take on the team's performance. And now, here's George. Well, there's only one way to start this, and it's just to say simply this, devastation. That's what I feel. That's what I'm sure they feel. That's what we fans feel. Absolutely terrible to lose this game from the position they were in. Welcome to Rams Rewind, live here in VCU Good and the Bad and the Ugly group. In spite of what you're going to hear for the next I don't know how long, if you like what you hear and you want to help us out, you can shoot us some dinero. There is a link in the description to the, to the PayPal to do that on your pod, various podcast platforms. Um... You know, it, it's all of it. All of what you said, Eric Slater, it's a total joke job. Blowing a 20-point lead. Uh, we earned this loss. I think that's what uh, you said, Larry Powell. Yes, that's right. Live by the three, die by the three. Yes and no, Jason Jacobus, but mo- mostly yes. I wish it was unbelievable, Chris Conway, but it's not. It isn't. It isn't. <sighs> My goodness, they were so good for the first 18 minutes of this game. They were so good for the first 18 minutes of this game. But that last two minutes was the start of it. And Mike Urbanski says WTF was Bam thinking with the last couple of shot selections. What was Bam thinking from the last two minutes on? From the last two minutes on? Because that 7-0 run at the end of this, that started, that was Joe Bamisil and Zeb Jackson making bad decisions, selfish de- decisions. Um, Ryan Odom did not do a good job tonight, and neither did that staff. And quite frankly, again, this is where I get frustrated with him. Certain guys do really bad things that should merit them at least sitting on the bench for a few minutes, and they don't get pulled out, and other people do. And other people do. Joe Bamisil tonight played, let me see here. Joe Bamisil played 30 minutes tonight off the bench and was 5 of 16 and he was 2 for 9. And I think he was probably about 2 for 4 to start. Joe Bamisil should not have played 30 minutes tonight. And yes, I know, Sean Barristow's hurt. I know this. I know this. I don't care. When you are making as many bad decisions as I watched Zeb Jackson and Joe Bamisil make tonight, you got to sit. Joe Bamisil had three of our 13 turnovers. I mean, golly, Moses. What what in the world were these guys thinking? You know, Matt Sholga, you can sit here and say, oh, well, you couldn't couldn't keep up the three-point shooting in the first half. That's partly true. If you're just jacking it up and it's going in, yes, but that's not like what 
That's not what they were doing. Most of these threes were as a result of great offense. They were moving the ball. It was going to the ball. The ball reversals were good. You were getting kick-out passes. That's what you're supposed to do. And in the second half, it disappeared. They quit doing it. They quit doing it. And let's 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 give St. Bonaventure some credit. Yeah, they made some threes in the second half, but they were only four for 12. They went inside. They still went inside. They still went inside. And that's exactly right, Doug Lyons. If we were good enough to get a 20-point lead without Barrister, we should have been good enough to defend that lead. You're absolutely right. But we had a lot of selfishness out there. We had some brain-dead decisions. We had some brain-dead refereeing. Um, you know, I, I'm just – and unfortunately, we only missed two foul shots, but that second one really hurt. Yeah, Christian Furman had a tough night out there. But I want to give him and Toby Lawal some credit. They did a pretty good job on Chad Benning. Chad Benning only had 11. He did have eight rebounds, but he was four for 11. But this is, this is, the, this is what really kills me because it's so many different things. But this game turns in the second half, and I'm going to get the second half stats up, so just give me a second because – Unfortunately, St. Bonaventure uses the same annoying stats that that aren't as good as ours, and so you have to go to the play-by-play to get the second half box. This game turns on one thing more than anything else. And Everett Gillis, you just hit it. It's the rebounding, and it's the second-chance points. This is the second half. 11 offensive rebounds to 5. 26 rebounds to 15. And what does that turn into? 16 second half, second chance points to three. Two, three. And that is a lot of different things, Chris Conway. Some of it is they're getting inside and you get magnetized to the ball, you leave your man. Some of it is St. Bonaventure getting away with over the, with going over the back and not getting foul calls. Some of it is bad bounces and the ball bouncing right to them. Some of it is not concentrating because you got a hand on the ball, but you don't get two hands on the ball. One of those threes in the second half, what happens? Zeb Jackson goes one hand for a rebound and tips it to and tips it to a teammate. And it ends up tipping it to a St. Bonaventure player and they end up getting a three. Kiss my grits. Kiss my grits. So let's see here. So it was 16 to 3 in the second half. What was it for the game? For the game, for the game totals, let's see here. So first half, second chance points was what? Now, see, that's that's not, that can't be right because they keep showing the same thing for both the first half and the second half. That's stupid St. Bonaventure and their cruddy, terrible live scoring. Just give me a second on this, because I'm really trying to see what the totals were. Because it was 16 to 3 in the second half, unless they're saying it was 16 to 3 for the game. Uh, but that's what they're sh- but see that, that they're showing 16 to 3 for the first half. Maybe it's okay. No, that's still not right. They stink. Anyway, they didn't get rebounds. You know, and it's just it's a lot of different things, Chris Conway. But a lot of it's attitude, Doug Hines. 
Joe Bamisil, one of their one of their other second chance points in this game. Joe Bamisil gets out hustled to the rebound. The guy gets fouled and makes two foul shots. Doug Hines, our big men can be good, but you got to get them involved early. And something that's happened a lot with everybody being back is they're just not willing to do it. Uh, I get frustrated. You can run that pick and roll, but more than once in a while, you've actually got to get it to the roll man. Get it to Furman and get it to Lawal. Of course, Furman's got to work on his hands, but the pass has got to be better. Same with Lawal. Um, let me see here. What was it? I mean, it's just, it, God. To blow a 20, it was 39-19, and they were playing great. They were playing great. So, yeah, they're not going to make 10 of 15 in the second half. But if you're running your offense correctly and you're running the right kind of offense, then you've got a chance to shoot well from the three because you're taking good shots. And they didn't do that. And Joe Bamisil and Zeb and others, they're pulling it. And here's the other thing. Once again, something that was a big problem under the last coach, players not knowing what to do in transition. My God, Zeb Jackson passed the stinking ball. Shoga is wide open. Pass it to him, and it's a layup. No. No. Doesn't happen. Couple of Jason Nelson. He actually has Joe Bamisil. Probably for a layup and they can get the lead after all that ludicrous stuff that happened before in the last second. He is I, he doesn't get it to him and then passes it to Joe Bamasil when he's 20 feet away. And Joe Bamasil tries to drive through four guys, gets fouled, doesn't get called, turns it over. I mean, yes, Bruce Stevenson, unfortunately, this coaching staff is no better at getting this team to put good teams away. Because this is the same stuff we had with the last coach. And this is where anybody that wants to criticize Ryan Odom can do it for me. Because honestly, the point that somebody made about Pats putting Pats builds cold in the second half. Cold in the second half, not only cold in the second half, he hadn't played for the last two or three games. Cry him immediately. And again, knowing the situation... They got to the double bonus with time to go. You gotta know that and you gotta attack. Instead, it's more bad three-point shots. <clears throat> and that's on Ryan Odom. Because he's gotta say, hey, you know, every time they foul us from now on, it's two foul shots. So get into the dead gum, get into the dead gum lane and get fouled if they're gonna call it. Golly. This is just, yeah, I'm at my stepdad's, John Eckert, so that's one of his ones behind there. But Doug Hines, I understand what you're saying, but it's not why. The, the, we're not a CAA team, and we're not a low major school. We're a high mid-major or in that mezzanine between. Yeah, the waste of time out was terrible. You know, you, you can't, not getting... Toby to the table in time is just ludicrous. It's just ludicrous. But again, mental 
Everybody was mentally just tonight, and especially in that second half, and giving away cheap fouls like they were. But again, the, the ref and let's let's spend a few minutes on this. The referee was terribly inconsistent tonight. They let stuff go at times. Then they called the same thing later. Again, Max Shoga makes the mistake of trying to throw that pass way down the floor. God only knows why. God only knows why. But Zeb Jackson's fouled on the catch. And Nelson gets it. And then gets it to Bamasil. And Bamasil is fouled at least twice trying to drive. Oh, Christ almighty, it was absolutely terrible. Absolutely terrible. Everybody, coaches, players, everybody in that second half. And to blow such a great lead, to blow such a big lead. But again, go back to that first half. Zeb and Joe Bamasil making silly decisions. And here's the other thing. Joe Bamasil needs to be banned from trying to drive the length of the floor. Because he can't do it. He turns it over a bunch when he does that. If he can he can drive from the three-point arc and maybe from the half court, but if he has to drive from his back court to the front court, he's going to turn it over. It happens way too much. Enough. Enough. Yeah, I know, and that's the other thing, Doug Hines, and that's where the, that's where the coaching staff has got to get it, got to get some blame here because, honestly, 15-point lead against – or 16-point lead against Iowa State, 12-point lead against Boise State. Granted, that was so early in the game, you almost can't count that in a sense. 20-point lead after the last media timeout in the first half. Yeah, and look, you know, Nelson took that shot. It didn't go in. That's just the way the second half was going. But honestly, that's another example. The, 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 the all-con announcer saying, oh, Joe Bamisil had a good look there. No, he didn't. He was not He was not square to the basket. <clears throat> and as I say and will keep saying until my dying breath, Joe Bamisil hits threes when Joe Bamisil receives a kickout pass and he is set to the basket. Other than that, he rarely hits them. No, don't say that about Mike Knight Kensley. I'm not going to agree with that. Jason Nelson has been really good with VCU. He's had a tough night. They've all had tough nights in the second half. I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go with that. But Joe Bamisil, there's enough time. Joe Bamisil can get that ball, drive to the basket, Get a basket, dunk it. Maybe he gets fouled. Whatever. Then you try and then you try, if it's a one point game, you play the foul game again. You still have time. That was not a good look for Joe Bamisil. But most of his looks weren't good looks. And he shoots what the frick was it again? Five of sixteen and two of nine. <laughs> and the problem is I can't see the first half back score for the individuals because for some stupid reason they're not going to do that. So I can't tell you what he had in the first half. I can't remember. I should have wrote it down. My goodness. And, I mean, and this is devastating because, again, you win this game, it's 12 consecutive road wins in the A-10. You stay right on the heels of Richmond and Dayton. You've got 
you you know you you start to put a little distance between yourself and everybody else. More importantly, you don't lose the tiebreaker with Saint Bonaventure, and instead you find a way to lose. And see, there's there's the trouble because it's one thing early in the season, new team, new coaching staff, whatever. The frustration was not necessarily with them. It's the fact that we have gone through this so many times. Now we are 20 games in, whatever it is. I think it's 20. Let's see. Yeah, it's, uh, no, it's 21. Excuse me. It's 21 games in. So this not finding a way to win stuff, now it's a problem. Now it's an issue. You blow big leads like this, now it's an issue because you, you had a chance to learn from those mistakes and you didn't do it and you didn't do it. And this is just two absolutely brutal losses, two wretched losses that are just going to be taunting us. This was a quad one win opportunity. So this is the third time that they've had a double-digit lead with a chance to win a quad. Well, I shouldn't say the third. Well, it is the third time because Memphis, as somebody pointed out, I think it was Bruce, they had an 11-point lead in Memphis. I forgot. Boise State, as of now, is not a quad one game. But uh, they could get to quad one by the end of the season. So that's three times with a quad one win on the line that VCU's had a double-digit lead and lost. And that is BS. And, again, we're now far enough in the season that the first year with the coach and this and that, no. That's not an excuse. The Barristow's injury is not an excuse. What I hope I don't hear when I listen to local radio tomorrow are defenses of anybody out there, except maybe Max Shulga. Yeah, it was Everett Gillis. They were 72 in the, in the net tonight. So quad one. Quad one. And yeah, right, you're right, Darren Grimes. Darren Grimes says blow leads by not driving to the bucket and drawing fouls and settling for threes. Yep. Quick trigger threes. There were a few of those tonight. They didn't go in. And let's give and let's give St. Bonaventure credit. The amazing thing is, and this is the this is the most disappointing thing of all. I thought in the second half we would get an opportunity for big time layups because I thought they would be so far extended in their defense, that we would be able to find the gaps. They didn't do that. They stuck to their plan and relied on VCU missing from three, which is what happened. VCU took nearly 50% of their three point, uh, of their field goals in the second half were three-pointers, and they were one for 14. Six for 13 inside the arc isn't exactly fantastic, but six for 13 is a hell of a lot better than one for 14. See you, Carlos Diaz. Uh, thank you for your support. By the way, St. Bonaventure kind of had a similar night inside the foul line, uh, inside the arc in the second half. They were 9 for 20, which, again, ain't great. It's better than 4 for 12. And, of course, they made a few more free. They made a lot more free throws, so they won the game that way. No bench points. You might be right about that, actually. You might be right about that. Let's see here. Well, see, that's the problem. They they don't list or they, they don't list the starters because Furman started. So Toby would have had what? Toby would have had one bench point. 
Bama Sill, no, they got 14 bench points because Bama Sill started. Furman did zip. Furman was zip. But yeah, Joe Bamasil, mm, absolutely terrible. And I don't, and you know what? I'm not going to agree with that, Darren Grimes, because you could have played Bell more, and I, and I think you could have played Billups more too. You know, I think you could have played them both more. Um, so I'm not going to agree with. I can't even agree with that. I mean, Eric Slater, it happens. It is crazy to go. It's crazy that it's that much of a variance, 10 of 15 to 1 for 14, but it's not that unusual to have a bounce down. But again, even there, if you're playing the right way and if you're playing the way they were in the first half, you know, drive and kick, quick ball reversal, setting setting your feet for a three, you know, making sure that you're square to basket feet and setting your feet for a three, they still could have made a bunch of threes in the second half. Ryan Thompson, I, I would have used Wheeler just to get some fouls and to try to lay on Venning. But you know what? They did a good job on Venning tonight, so I really can't complain. I mean, again, Chad Venning went absolutely off against VCU, and tonight he had eight boards, some of them critical offensive rebounds, but he had 11 points. You know, if you offered me 11 points for Chad Venning before the game, I'd say okay. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Dan Gabe Tennis, we're playing to try to get in the top four, which we can still get into because we're still going to be fourth after tonight, but it's just it's just we've, we've, we've dragged ourselves back in. We've given St. Bonaventure a chance now because they've swept us, so we have to worry about them and start rooting against them now because they've swept us, and so we lose the tiebreaker with them, which was the issue last year. And thankfully, you know, VCU took off and they went uh, they went sideways. And you know, Doug Hines, I think you're right. I think they gotta they gotta win the next those next two home games. Really, these next five probably all gotta be wins. Richmond home at Fordham, Dayton home at St. Louis at UMass, which is that's a tough game and a potential quad one game too. UMass can get their net up a little more. Yeah, Larry Powell, and that is the frustrating thing. Can't close a deal. This is pathological with this team and has been part of the culture for years. Frustrating, yes. Oh, Patrick Kelly, thoughts on the UR game? Boy, I'll tell you, I I was certainly looking forward to it when it was 39-19. Oh, boy. Boy, was I looking forward to Saturday. Now, I mean, again, I would like to think because it's the rivalry and because everybody's going to tell them how important it is, they're going to get it. But, boy, I don't know. We'll see. I, I would hope Barristow's back for UR, but we don't know. And Mooney might outcoach Odom. We'll see. I mean, Ryan Odom, Ryan Odom's got to look at himself. These rotations stunk tonight. Um, and what? And if, they were, and if he was telling them to do certain things and they weren't listening – that's a problem. You know, they shouldn't be take they shouldn't be taking that many threes in the second half. There was a there was two or three or actually more than that. There was four or five times where Zeb and Joe Bam shot where they could have drive. And look, when Joe Bamasil drove a couple different times, he drove and got a dunk. I'm like, yes, that is excellent. That is excellent. Do that. 
And, you know, and he kind of tried to do it on the last play, and he didn't get the foul call, but he's trying to do it against four guys, which is not what you want either. Oh, and that's the thing. We do have to say, Max Shulga had a hell of a game tonight, but what was he thinking at the end there? Trying that pass. Dude, you got the rebound. You're down one. There's time on the clock. Dribble to the half court. See if you got anything. And if you got nothing, call let let Ryan Odom call a timeout and see if we can draw something up. Instead, he takes that, he takes, he makes that ludicrous pass. And Zeb Jackson, and, and you know the amazing thing is Zeb Jackson didn't get hurt. Didn't get hurt doing that. That's the other thing that blows my mind is that he didn't hurt himself on that. And again, how that wasn't a foul is beyond me. Who knows if he'd have made it or not, but how that wasn't a foul, kiss my grits, honestly. Kiss my grits. That is terrible from these refs. By the way, VCU, and, and you know these stats are always telling the tale. He had three assists in the second half. Three assists, that's it. God, I can't believe it. Uh, Doug Hines, I, I don't know what to say to that because I, I kind of thought we'd be a smarter team too, and we're not. And that's a real indictment on this coaching staff because you gotta you got to coach these things and you got to know about time and score and you got to work on late-game situations. And, and that's true, Bruce Stevenson. The referees, I mean, again, Joe Ben, even the announcers said it. And God knows those announcers were trying to call extra fouls on VCU all night. But even the announcers said it. Doggone, Bamisil got hit three times. And, and at least one of those should have been a foul. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the lack of knowing of time and score, of not understanding the situation, of things like just jacking shots up when, again, you're in the bonus. You're in the double bonus. You're in the double bonus. Doggone it. I mean, that's the thing. I'm wondering, I'm trying to remember, you know what? I need to go back and look at the doggone game thread when I said it. But they're in the they're in the double bonus. Hey, yeah, actually, you know what it is? It's right at the under four timeout. Doggone Zeb Jackson, one of his good plays tonight, drives to the basket, gets fouled, somehow makes that layup. That's the ninth foul on St. Bonaventure in this game. And I don't think they drew another foul, did they? No, they drew one more. They drew one more foul, and Shulga made one out of two. So you've got, you got the double bonus at the under four timeout. Zeb Jackson makes the foul shot to put you back ahead, and then you do that, and then you don't get but one more foul. <laughs> I mean, let's see here. Let's go back. Let's let's go here with all the – let's see how far the recent whatevers go back. Let's see here. So, okay. Okay. So, yeah, we get the foul. No, it's the Kiwani foul. Okay, wait a minute here. Let me see here. All right, so we get 359. We get the Zeb Jackson foul and the and one. He makes the foul shot. So, let's see here. We get, we get Micah Adams-Woods. Mike Adams Woods, I think, ties the game. No, he misses it. Oh no. That's okay. That's where we get the doggone. Oh, they get two chances, but we get a miss. Yeah, Max takes a three. Takes a three right at the end of the shot clock. Clank. Nothing. 
Oh, goodness. Bamisil gets a foul, and that's where Banks ties it up. Then Bamisil with a jumper brick. That's uh, And they rebound that. That was a one and out. Flowers gets the foul, and Shoga goes one out of two. That gives us our last lead at 62-61. We get a miss. We get an offensive rebound and a Nelson foul. So that puts them ahead 63-62. And then Bamisil misses a damn three. But we get the miss from Mike Adams-Woods. Great defensive possession. And then Shoga throws that thing down the damn floor. And I just, you got time. You got timeouts. You know, why are you trying that? I know you see the guy down there. But again, I go back to what Rodney Ashby always says on the radio. And he's right. Don't, and this was during the Michael Rhodes era. Don't try to hit home runs. Hit singles. Max Shulga, hold the ball for a moment. It's 24 seconds left. Time and freaking score. Go dribble to the half-court line, see if you got anything. If not, Ryan Odom will call a timeout and we can draw something up. No, doesn't happen. Doesn't flipping happen. Oh, my gracious. And then we end with two three-point misses to end the game. So that's, that's your possessions. That's your possessions down the stretch. You get one foul when you got the double bonus at the under four timeout instead of getting the parade to the foul line that you would have needed to win the game. <laughs> oh, that is, and again, that's just, that's just not smart. That's just, that's just low IQ basketball. How many times does it have to happen? Have to happen. How many times with a new coach that has to happen? Everybody's got to look in the mirror. Coaches, players, everyone. And and you're absolutely right, Patrick Mancuso. You had Chad Benning on the on the bench for a, for a couple of those possessions. So you got to go to the rim when he's not in there. And again, drive and kick. Maybe those threes wouldn't have gone in, but those are the types of threes we consistently make. Good gravy. Minus 13 on rebounds, minus 11 on offensive rebounds. Lead the game for 34 minutes and 42 seconds. The other team doesn't even lead for two minutes, and you lose. <laughs> and you lose. Oh, goodness. Just pure and utter brutality. Six, and I guess 16 to 3 was the total on second chance points because that's what the final box is showing. All right, so it's Saturday against those dang spiders at 4 o'clock. I should be with you. If I'm not, there'll be a reason, but I should be with you uh, Saturday. I have no idea how this team's going to respond. I, I'd like to think they're going to respond well. I would hope so. I would hope they understand not just the fact that Richmond's 7-0, but this is a damn rivalry. This matters. You need to beat these guys because they're going to catch holy hell. And you know the reason you need to beat these guys because you will slide right down the board in the A-10 if you don't. There was so much on. There was so much out there for them when this was 39-19. There was so much opportunity 
for a great season. Now, now we'll see. We, this is a fork in the road game. They passed the testing in Loyola Chicago at home and managed to win that. And then they failed this test here with St. Bonaventure. So again, we're going to find out about, we're going to find out. They got to show, they got to show the ability to work through adversity. They got to show the ability to bounce back. And they got to show that they can come up with the goods in the big games when they need to because they have it more, more often than they have. And it's infuriating. It is infuriating. This loss is a lot worse than the Boise State one and the Iowa State one for me because you've had it happen to you before. And yes, I know that was a different regime and different players, but honestly, You've been down this road before. Somebody surely told them, has told them about what's happened against St. Bonaventure up there the last few years and said, we're not going to do this again. We're not going let to let it all go again. Yet here we are. That's exactly what's happened. All right, so thank you for all your comments in the game thread. Thank you for your comments, as always, in the post-game video. I really appreciate it. Uh, I will hopefully see you guys Saturday, and hopefully this team's going to bounce back and get on a big winning streak because they need another one. Uh, they're going to need another one to get over this loss and to get themselves back up where they need to get to. So thank you all as always. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good night, everybody. To submit a question for George to answer in an upcoming episode or to inquire about sponsorship opportunities for this podcast, please email ramsrewind at gmail.com. We'll be back after the next game, and thanks for listening to this episode of Rams Rewind.